It's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. We are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. Bring on the calls. Fill well, the show with them. All those people who wanted to call last time we were on and there were no phones. Yeah. <laughs> a little power outage. A little power Phone outage. Phone lines down. Fall storms. Looks like fall's over. Winter's here. Yep. It's here. We had a two-week fall. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you brought in uh, some information here that we've started seeing at the shop as our temperatures... Uh, Go sub freezing. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, one good way to stress test the electrical system on your car, and that's push the uh, push the thermometer over a hundred or drop it below freezing. Yeah, exactly. I gotta catch up here. I don't even know where I put that article. So we've uh, you know we we've had that uh, that rash of cars that come in, towed in, jump started in, and uh, you know the batteries just decide that it's time to give up. I have a question for you. So how many of those cars did you do the oil in the spring and say the battery battery was marginal? There's been a few of those. And <laughs> There's been a couple. <laughs> and we kind of operate on, you know, at, at four years, five years, yeah. we're like, we're warning people, hey, you know, I know it's a 72-month warranty. Yep. <laughs> um, by the way, all the battery companies change their warranties. They just do like 36- and 42-month warranties now. They got rid of those really long ones. All the pro rates, yeah. So they, they realize people are keeping their cars and batteries longer, and they're having to stand behind them, and they don't always last that long. No. No, it takes a good cold snap to change things. And so we've, we've seen that going on, especially if you don't drive your car very often, that you know second car or third car that sits there a lot and it hasn't mm-hmm. been running a while, and you go out to, to fire it up to use it on the weekend, and it just won't start. Yeah, this this happens to my motorcycles in the spring. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> you know, they do make you know the battery tenders. Yep. That you can plug in. Oh, they God. they do a float charge. I have those. Uh, yeah, you have to plug them in. You have to use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's one thing that in that uh, you know that extra vehicle in the RV, the motorcycle, right. the camper. Um, that uh, you keep them on a float charger, and the batteries will last like twice as long. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see them go seven to nine years in those situations. Sometimes, not sure you want to do that when you're, you know, end of life and getting ready to go on vacation. But right. <laughs> but do be aware of that it's a good time if you're taking your car in somewhere just to ask, hey, can you test my battery? Yeah, what I was talking about is uh, with the cool in the cold weather, the batteries hold a charge longer, but they discharge way faster. That's that, that was news to me. That that sounds repetitive. Oxymoron. Oxymoron. <laughs> um, they do their their power output is dramatically lower. So if you take Correct. a battery at, at like eighty degrees in the summertime and it's at half charge, it'll still work pretty good. You take a, a battery that's at half charge in in twenty five degrees and it probably won't start your car. Right. It's just its ability to grunt and really put out that power isn't there when it gets cold out. Mm-hmm. The chemical reaction likes warmer temperatures. It does. It does. 
Um, one thing we've seen too with a lot of newer cars, they're coming with different style batteries. You know, the old school, the lead acid battery. Mm -hmm. You got the, you know, back in the day they used to ship batteries with nothing in them. This is this is kind of oh. predating. This is predating both of us. They still do it no, with no, motor motorcycle, motorcycle batteries. batteries. I was gonna say I'm quite familiar. But with they'd that. sell you a battery with this plastic jug of sulfuric acid. You know, mm -hmm. It's always nice to have that jug of sulfuric acid around, laying around, yeah. and you, uh, you you pop the caps off and you fill each of the battery cells up to full. Let it sit for an hour, and it's like eighty percent charged because it was pre-charged. Because it was pre-charged. Yeah. Um, but and so and that's what most cars have come with. You know that everybody's accustomed with and used to. But a lot of newer batteries are, are AGM batteries, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and you know, other special. Batteries. There's gel cell batteries. Um, mm -hmm. The AGM, the the glass mat batteries. Glass mat. Yeah. And and so a lot of hybrids that that use the hybrid battery to actually start the engine, and the 12 volt battery is is really just in there to power the accessories when the engine isn't running. And and those batteries they tend to last a lot longer. A lot of times they're installed in the car. A lot of Chryslers. Um, you know, the Dodge Durangos have the batteries mm -hmm. under the kind of under the passenger seat in a completely inaccessible place that's impossible <laughs> to get to to replace. The easy ones. <laughs> um, the Priuses have the batteries in the in the trunk, in the trunk. off on the side. Um, but they are special batteries, and you can get batteries that will sort of fit. Right. We did a Prius battery that somebody put a battery in there that sort of fit, and they put a lead-acid battery in there that sort of fit instead of the AGM battery. And one of the differences between those two is the lead acid battery will vent. Yeah. It breathes. It breathes off acidic vapors um, into the passenger area of the car. Unhealthy, you know, I'm not sure. Dangerous to the area, um, explosive gases and other things. Is it going to be a problem? Will you have an issue putting a lead acid battery in there? Odds are probably not, mm -hmm. you know, but do you operate your life on probably maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so getting the right battery to put in those, it might cost twice as much, but I'll tell you what, that lead-acid battery that somebody put in this car only lasts four years, and we'll see the AGM batteries last seven to ten right. in a Prius because um, they're really not used much. Yep, and you'll see those a lot of law enforcement vehicles use them. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they're kind of their, they have deep cycle capabilities where mm -hmm. they can put out a little bit of power for a long time for powering accessories without the engine running. And then they also have the ability to put out that that burst of energy to start the engine. Yeah. Um, so be aware of that with your batteries. You're getting the right one put in. Yeah. And like you said, maybe twice the price. It's it's sometimes it's three times the price. Yeah. I've, yeah. Those are they're quite a bit more. Yeah. It's good. You know, over the years with a lot of things on cars, like I use spark plugs as, as the example, as things started to change with spark plugs from your standard, you know, $2 copper spark plug to now the, the $28 <laughs> laser iridium, <laughs> iridium. Yeah. laser double iridium, you know, basically it's, you know, made out of catalytic converter materials and it's, you know, they're expensive um, and they, but they last three to four to yep. five times as long now. On the flip side, they cost three to four to yeah, five times as much it, it to replace. It didn't save any money. <laughs> so, in the end, you've just focused the cost into the, the 100, 120, even 150,000 miles yeah. on some cars now. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I brought another article I want to talk about, and it, it kind of stems from something we had come through the shop, and it, uh, it happens to be my nephew's truck. Um, so Tony brought his truck in. And I asked him if I could talk about this on the radio, so he said it was okay as long as we talk about his dog a little bit at some point. So we have to talk about Gash before we're done. 
But anyway, the he's got a Dodge truck, a 2006, that came into our shop. It had no headlights. The headlights weren't working. And we went through and did the testing, and it turns out it's the Tipum, which is your totally integrated power module. For those of you that like acronyms. Yes. And so what had happened, it looked like it has went, it's went bad, and the headlights are run off two circuits. There's, you know, passenger driver's side. And it looks like it's been bad for a while. Somebody had wired all these aftermarket HID lights to one side because the other didn't have any power. So we told them what was going on. We've, we tried to fix the lights in the meantime because guess what's going on with totally integrated power modules right now? You can't get them. <laughs> yeah, for, for years, Chrysler has had problems with these. Yes. And, and like when you, you say tip them, you know, it's just – Foreign term doesn't mean a lot to people. It doesn't mean a lot to some technicians, I think. No. Um, but, but if you're like, go to the Tipum, it's got a cover on it that's full of fuses. And you, basically, most people are going to look at it and go, it's the fuse box. Right. Um, well, it is the fuse box, but underneath all those fuses is a computer module that's networked into the vehicle, communicates through CAN bus to multiple different places. So when something goes to the fuse box to say, turn on the turn signals or headlights, mm-hmm. You don't get power that goes to a headlight fuse that turns the headlights on. You get a computer data signal that communicates over a network that requests the computer in the TIPM to flip a relay and turn the headlights on. Let's make it all complicated. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So so we had to go a little different route with his because because parts are not available. And he's got to drive the truck, needs the headlights to do so. So we sent his out and had it rebuilt. We got it back and... New issues arose. The windows didn't work anymore all, at all times. I mean, sometimes they would work. We could put power directly to them, make them work. But with that module, they just weren't acting up. The headlights were working at the time. Everything else in the truck was working great. But we got it back in, needed to do this whole process again. So we sent it back out, and the new one came in. We put that in, and within a day or two, we've got... Heater doesn't work. <laughs> um, I think ABS light came on. Headlights started to flicker. And, it, I mean, going back through it again, it's it's just another bad tip. So we got his original programming out of his original tip. Got it put in a new one, sent to us, got it in there, and he's driving around. It's working. Everything's working great. Fabulous. It's fixed. Yes. And then headlights start to flicker. And they're, everything else is working great, and it turns out that it's he's got aftermarket LEDs put in it that on the box don't show. The, I mean, they're an exact fit. You put them in place of, they fit in the box. There's no resistors or anything go with them like an HID light, but or no ballast, I should say. But he's getting the flicker. So we advised him to go back to stock lights. He's got those in, and so far, so good. So what's happening with those LED lights? Yeah, the, the problems that we've seen over the years with aftermarket lights, and sometimes it's people bought cars. Other times we've had people that replaced all the bulbs in there. Um, but we, we end up finding unusual issues, and that, that information to us has become so valuable that, mm-hmm. hey, this has aftermarket lights in it. And because of the electronics in there, um, some weird things can happen. 
think we should probably take a little break and we can talk a little bit more about that because we've seen so many weird issues as well. Absolutely. They, they can be time consuming to track down because they're just they're needles in a haystack when it comes to solving problems. And sometimes they're like seemingly unrelated to the light bulb. Yep. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Hey, how was the grocery store? Everything is getting more and more expensive. I know. I stopped to get gas today and the price has gone back up. We need to talk about the budget again. The cold weather is here and we're going to need a new furnace or maybe a heat pump. I'm not sure which. Well, I was talking to Joe and he recommended Linden Sheet Metal. They had a new heat pump put in. The guys that came out to install it were professional and the heat pump works great. He also said there's up to $2,400 in rebates that we can tap into. That sounds great. Rebates and energy savings with a new furnace or heat pump? Let's call Linden Sheet Metal and make an appointment. Call Linden Sheet Metal today and talk to us about staying warm this winter. Because in a world where it seems everything is more expensive, there are ways to save on installation and monthly utility bills. And we can also help with low monthly payments. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. The all-new Sumas Market is open and is celebrating with special grand opening prices throughout the store. A great selection of everything you need from your community grocery store. From grab-and-go snacks to next week's groceries, fresh meat and poultry, dairy department, produce, and dry goods. The all-new Sumas Market has it with fair prices and well-stocked shelves. Save time and save money at the new Sumas Market. Come and celebrate and save at your community grocery store. The new Sumas Market on Cherry Street opens 7 days a week. Mornings are busy. That's why the KGMI Morning News is your perfect ticket to the world. While you rush to get ready, hear the very latest local, state, and national news, your KGMI AccuWeather forecast, sports with Mark Skolton, the latest money news, and all the information you need for a great start to your day. The KGMI Morning News, 6 to 9 a.m. each weekday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Give a little shout out to our co-host, Kirk at Angler Automotive. 
Yeah, and Steve at the Panacea. Yeah, I hear Kirk might get in his boat ready for a little jaunt out to the <laughs> islands after Thanksgiving. That just seems cold. <laughs> that just seems cold. That's why That's why you want Boat.us yep. <laughs> to tow you back when your boat breaks down, because this time of the year, there's not a lot of people out there to grab you when you won't. <laughs> just just so you're aware, Kirk, if uh, Brian gets a call next weekend, he's not answering. <laughs> my, boat's, my boat's winterized. It's cold. <laughs> The battery's on a float charger, though. It'll probably start right out. There you go. There you go. There you go. Looks like uh, we do have a caller online here. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hey, I didn't catch your name there. Eric. Eric, what morning, can we Eric. do for you? Uh, just got some general generic questions. Sure. Uh, fuel injectors. Like, I've um, got a Toyota project. It's got the V6, the 3.4 V6 in it. I've heard of people sending those out, injectors out to get re furbished or re-whatever. Is that a thing, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a, it, it, it's a bit of a thing. <clears throat> so, you know, it, it's actually less common today. I think fuel injectors have improved over the years. I'm, I'm trying to think. Jim and Dave's. I think Jim. Or, I'm sorry, Jim's, Jim's automotive yeah. experts yeah. in Everson um, has a, a – they do a rebuild process, which sometimes involves replacing a cup or pintle cover and then ultrasonic cleaning them. And so if, if they're out and you think you've been having issues, that's probably not a bad idea. You can just take them in there. They'll do the ultrasonic cleaning and give them yeah. back to you. Um, okay. You can also order rebuilt injectors, which in a lot of situations, they've just gone through and done an electrical test and cleaned them and done a flow test, and they'll send them back with new O-rings. Uh-huh. Um, don't know on the cost difference there. Um okay. And we have seen on those fuel injectors on some of the older Toyota V6s like that, that, that sometimes the, the coils, the electrical coils within them will short out. So even if you're not going to clean them or get rebuilt ones is to go through and test those with an ohm meter and make sure the resistance is well within the specifications. Gotcha. That's something that Jim could do? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And then uh, kind of another generic thing on motor mounts, not any vehicle specific, but how often does that kind of stuff fail when you get into the two, 300,000-mile range, or is that even a thing? I, I mean, we see it a lot. I mean, we're nowadays we do we all do more engines than we have in the past, and once they're out and accessible, if those things show cracks or anything, yeah, I would replace them. I don't know okay. that it's – I don't know how many times I've seen it on Toyota – but I see it a lot on, like, Ford or GM. Yeah, at 300,000 miles, if the motor mounts haven't been replaced and you're doing a project or an overhaul on something, I, I, I'm i kind of of the position that while you're in there. Yeah, you're not going to. It's not an easy process to get to. Um, there are so many things that are pretty easy to replace that, right. that to spend an extra 200 500 or $800 when you're investing, you know, hundreds of hours or thousands of dollars to spend an extra you know, 10% mm-hmm. to to take care of those other things, I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, another just an overall generic question. Do you guys, what is your kind of demographic on the stuff you service? Is it mostly newer stuff? You got a middle of the road, high mileage people? How, how long are, you know, you've got old, new? What's the kind of the, just curious on general well, I, I usually send most things in from the '70s and '80s up to Dan at Bellingham Automotive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he sends them from there, but I'm not. Say, but I don't most think my he. Guys aren't from but the I 70s don't. Or 80s. But I don't think he works much on them either. 
we Once don't. They go from there, they go to Kirk. <laughs> yeah. um, I for us, for the most part, we're looking at two thousand and newer. Yeah, OBD two um, as a range. We used to say ninety six and newer, but you you get to cars that are that are twenty to twenty five years old, and you know there's a few of them out that are that in great shape. But but a lot of them is is how much is it worth to keep that car on the road that's already it's it's past its life expectancy at 25 years it's a classic car and you can get the you can get the collector's <laughs> get car the plate these days um yeah. so 2000 and newer and there's a lot of crossover in what what dan does at bellingham automotive and what we do at dr john's auto clinic mm-hmm. um if you if you have a european car i'm probably going to send it up to dan at bellingham automotive um <laughs> we don't do a lot of european work but when it comes to japanese korean imports american cars pretty much across the board yeah. we both service all of them you will you will find older Toyotas do sneak in the shop because Casey they loves do. them. And, and he we, loves and them. <laughs> we have a lot of we have a, call, a lot of customers with that third car. Yeah. We have other customers that call right. with like a, a a restored or you know a fabulous condition older car. But mm-hmm. you know you get into carbureted vehicles um, really is no longer our forte. Ba- basically, <laughs> it's projects. We don't take on projects. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was just kind of curious. You know, I mean. Can people buy newer stuff into the 2000s? And I mean, sure, it's maybe a low mileage, $10,000, $15,000 car, but don't some of those, like, not last shortly thereafter? You know, it varies. We'll see a lot of Kias and Hyundais that are, you know, 15, 18 years old that, you know, maybe it's best to be looking at another option at that point. But I mean, we work on a ton of early 2000, mid 2000 Subarus. Um, it was like, that's a big part of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And those cars last. We see three hundred thousand miles plus out of them regularly, and and maintaining them and keeping them on the road. I've got my family has a fleet of Subarus from from ninety eight to to twenty ten. What's the high mileage on your Subarus? Right now, I you know we've got two hundred and eighty, I think, on yeah. one of them, two fifty. Uh, I got two hundred and seventy thousand miles on my Honda Pilot. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what I want to replace it with, so I'll just keep driving it until it won't go anymore. My Acura's I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, you get something that just keeps running. I mean, why spend a ton of money if it fits your needs, right? Exactly. How about transmissions? Do those hold up and are automatics or manuals more last longer, or is it about the same as long as you maintain it? You know, it, it varies. You've got the clutch to replace on the, the manuals, automatics. We see some of them last, you know, unbelievable miles on them. But right. we see others. A lot of newer Subarus, I'll use the examples, and other vehicles have gone to, to CVTs, CVTs. And there's issues. You know, if you've got a, a late 2000s, early 2010s um, Nissan Versa with a CVT that starts having transmission issues, I'd be looking to trade that thing in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they're done, but Subarus, you know, we see issues with them, valve bodies and other things, you know, it just, it varies across the board. You got a lot of fleet vehicles, you know, but you know, we'll get a transmission in and it's not about cost. It's about how fast can you get me back on the road? Cause I'm losing the cost of a transmission every two days that it's down. Yeah. But so the CVT thing is my understanding is those generally, you can't rebuild them. Is that, or does that depend on manufacturer? No, mostly you just replace them. Yeah. Thought, yeah, which right. is what five thousand, eight thousand. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> it varies, but yeah, that's a good, good range. That's a good starting point. <laughs> yeah, we can maybe maybe go four to eight thousand. Yeah, on a, on a good day. Yeah, Thank you. appreciate the call, Eric. Thanks, guys. Thank hey, you. Thank you. Have a great day.
you Thank are you. in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. DeWard and Bodie's Black Friday Early Access Sale is on now. Don't wait. Beat the holiday bustle with doorbuster deals and Black Friday pricing today on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more at DeWard and Now through Monday, DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax on select in-stock cooking and cleaning appliances. That's right. Get Black Friday pricing now on the best selection of ranges, wall ovens, cooktops, and dishwashers. And DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax on qualifying orders. Plus, get a $50 Hagen gift card with purchase of select World Pool, KitchenAid, and a Manor Range and Microwave bundles while supplies last. But that's not all. DeWard and Bodie is offering installation rebates up to $150 on select Bosch dishwashers and up to $250 on select Bosch refrigerators, ranges, wall ovens, and cooktops. Don't miss these limited time offers combined with special no interest financing for up to two full years on qualifying orders. Shop the biggest sale of the season now during DeWard and Bodie's Black Friday Early Access Sale. Financing OAC offer qualifications apply. You know, when I was younger, I thought retirement would be boring. But now that we're living at Meadow Greens Retirement, I'm out of my cart taking full advantage of the complimentary unlimited golf play all week long. So... I'm having the time of my life. Meadow Green's active senior living community will change how you think about senior living. Located on a premier golf course with spectacular views, Meadow Green's offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. One and two bedroom apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a social meal at the Outward Nine Restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. And Meadow Green's can be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. There's a lot going on right now and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A special counsel is taking over two Justice Department probes of former President Trump. CBS's Catherine Herridge on what this means. Special counsel is brought in when they feel the standard handling of a criminal investigation might have the perception of a conflict of interest. Almost six feet and counting, the snow is not letting up in Buffalo. WIVB-TV's Tara Lynch. Very slushy, very slick. We've had driving bans. A lot of the major highways are closed. Kind of a stay-at-home situation here. 
There is a travel ban in place now. Only authorized personnel are allowed on the roads. The founder of failed blood testing company Theranos has been sentenced to 11 years in federal prison. Our Major Garrett with details. Elizabeth Holmes was convicted of fraud and conspiracy earlier this year for misleading investors and endangering patients with a bogus blood testing technology. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. Got a couple callers here, then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, fuse box, totally integrated power modules, body control modules, LED lights, and wacky problems. Really fun stuff. Really Really fun fun stuff. stuff. That's what the technician always says. Really (laughs) fun stuff. We've got uh, Keith on the line here. Good morning, Keith. Hey, good morning. A couple of weeks ago, you guys mentioned um, a service that uh, did reupholstery on older cars. And uh, I reached out to him, and I have two old pickups that are pushing 300,000 miles. And the work that he did was just absolutely amazing and very affordable. And I just thought, you know, you guys, um, that, was, that was a great contact. That's somebody I didn't even know existed. Yeah, he's um, fabulous. Very wonderful job. I've got his name here, if it's okay Yeah, or read not. it out. Let's get him, get him a plug. Yeah, it's Navor Tessero, yep. and his business is N3 Upholstery Repair. Yeah, he did. He does great for us. So I'm glad that worked out for you, Keith. What it was you, great. What did you so have much. him? What did you have him work on? Oh, I have an old F250 diesel truck that um, um, was too old to have him match the fabric. But then I also got a '98 S10, and he, he somewhere he found the uh, <laughs> upholstery that or the fabric that matched the other seat, and they're both just unbelievable. Yeah, no, he does a fabulous job. Why don't you read that one more time so everybody gets it? Okay, it's Navor Tessero, and his business is N, like Nancy, 3UR, like upholstery repair. Oh. And, again, operates out of, out of Mount Vernon. If you Google me, he pops right up. Perfect. Now, Keith, I just got to ask this. What are you doing driving these old American cars? Yeah. I, figured you'd be, I figured you'd be in a late model Volkswagen or Audi. Well, I drove my Passat in this morning to the office, so that's my <laughs> excuse. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a used car salesman, so when stuff comes along that I think I can make work and somebody's going to enjoy, um, yeah, guilty as charged. So so we're going to put you on the spot. Why don't you let everybody know who you are? Oh, okay. This is <laughs> Keith Cox, and I own Keith Cox Autobahn over by the Bellingham Food Bank. And always appreciate what you guys do, and you've been great uh, – Service to the community, and uh, always appreciate your encouragement and support. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you, <laughs> hey, Keith. I figured call, I'd, t- I'd toss that out there because I was figuring you were asking for a, a European car, but uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, everybody's got an old Ford. <laughs> they got <laughs> one. You got one. Now we know I, Keith. I've got one. two of them now. So, there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, if you're in the market for an '89 F-150 that's in need of a lot of things, let me know. It's up for sale. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a sucker, so. <laughs> He'll see you after the show, Brian. <laughs> thanks hey, for, thanks for calling, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Take, take care. You too. All right. So, That's, yeah, Keith had called me at the shop asking me about that. And, yeah, uh, and me he too. thought I was the one that brought that up. No, but, uh, it was me. It was you. Yeah, and I said I'd bring the card, and I forgot. I'm there glad Keith called. But he was asking me about it, and he was I, I was, like, drawing a blank on it. So you must have been off with Steve or Kirk on that one. 
I think I was on with Kirk. Yeah. Or, or it could have been a recorded show. You never know. No, no. Oh. I think it was live. All right. Looks like uh, oh, we're going to take another quick break, then a few more callers. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSE Foundation, gave $4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com together. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. The Assistance League of Bellingham is a part of a national organization with 120 chapters throughout the United States. They are an all-volunteer 501c3, and their thrift and gift store on Meridian Street funds various programs throughout the year, such as their Summer Enrichment Scholarship Program for Whatcom County High School and Middle School students to attend the summer programs of their choice. This summer, the Assistance League of Bellingham awarded $47,900. For more information on the Assistance League, visit assistanceleague.org slash Bellingham. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the Upside at CascadeRadioGroup.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. In the shop, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. Give us a call. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive. And we've got uh, Amini on the line here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, I have a question about my Buick Regal. It's a 2004 I just get to the point. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of miles on it. My my son gave it to me for, for Father's Day, and I don't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I just have to fix it. It's got 256,000 miles now. It's a V6 engine, and it's a great car. It's beautiful. I smell uh, coolant when I started up and warm it up. Uh, what should I do with that? My son said just keep adding the fluid and drive it till it dies and we'll worry about it later. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> yeah, he makes a lot of money. He He's into Lamborghinis and everything, and he's doing well. All right. And, uh, it, it, my, fe- <laughs> my feeling here is that you need a Lamborghini, and your son should give you one. <laughs> I should one. give you one of no, those. No, no, no. And, and, no, and no, being... 
And I have four boys as well, and I'm waiting for one of them to give me a Lamborghini. No, this boy is a special, very, very uh, smart boy. He's only 22. He's getting his master's in engineering aviation. And he, is, uh, he put all his money into this car, and he loves it. Good but anyhow, he told me, he told me, just drive your car till it dies, and then we'll get you another car. I said, no, no, no. Actually, I like a 1960 Cadillac if I can find one. <laughs> because I used to have There you go. So Yeah, um, when I was a kid, I used to drive around Hollywood with my Cadillac. It was a beautiful car. But I can't find those anymore. No. So what would you recommend for this Buick? It's a beautiful car. It's got no scratch or anything. It's leather interior. It's a V6, 256,000 miles. I smell coolant. What should I do? Should I uh, fix the coolant? Or well, if if you want to make it, if you want to get where you're going, yeah, <laughs> uh, consistently, um, right. and and not have to worry about this winter when it's 18 degrees and the northeaster's blowing and the coolant leak gets worse <laughs> and you break down on the side of the road at two in the morning and all the Ubers are not coming because it's snowing out and. Um, then I'd probably fix it before that happens because at some point that's going to happen even if you keep adding coolant. Yeah. Um, and who can do that in Bellingham? I mean, who's a specialist in All of us. Coolant? All of us can figure out coolant leaks. Yeah. I mean, you're going to bring it in the shop and somebody's going to do a pressure test on it and find out where it's actually leaking. And, and even, manifold, even manifold? Manifold leak. Intake manifolds, yep. yep. Very that, common in those. That, so, so if you're going to look at, well, what common places does this car leak coolant? Uh, oh. Intake manifold, plastic radiator tank, thermostat housing, water pump. Radiator. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there, there's a lot of areas. Basically, if, if we were to put that car up in the air, pressure test it, if you're losing coolant uh-huh. and smelling it, we're going to see signs of coolant leaks somewhere, maybe even yeah. without even pressure testing it. But under pressure... We're going to be able to find the coolant leak. Um, the The danger with something like that is, you know, that cooling system, you know, all cooling systems have weak points. The question is how many and how weak. And when you fix the weakest point, then sometimes the next weakest point shows it's up. garden hose effect. Yes. So, so it oh, may, wow. there may be more than one area that needs to be repaired. Maybe not. Wow. Um, wow. But I would at least get it assessed. Then you know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And you can, you I know. don't know. Budget for How it. How much are you looking at? <laughs> you know, to get it checked out, you could be fifty or hundred dollars to mm-hmm. to get it repaired. No, it, to get it repaired, yeah. I mean, you could be a few hundred. You could be, you know, more. It's just hard to say on on what's leaking on it. It is a two hundred and fifty thousand mile older oh. Buick, two thousand four. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh. it could be a lot of things. It's almost twenty years old. If you like the car and you're going to continue to drive the car. Um, then it's probably worth putting money into it. I think it's 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 worth finding out what's leaking now, at least. I mean, whether you fix it or not, at least you, at least you know. Because right now it runs, it's it's driving. It at, least, at least you know what it's going to yeah. take to fix it. Yeah, and uh, if I ch- can, you change the whole manifold. Now, some of those have plastic manifolds that right. you do need to change the manifold or replace the manifold. Um, General Motors, through that era with their engines, had some problems with the intake manifold gaskets. 
Mm-hmm. The plastic oh. gaskets with inlaid silicone seals that, that would leak. Sometimes they'd leak oil in the coolant, sometimes coolant in the oil, sometimes coolant exterior. They just had issues. Um, and oh. that's, you know, there's a, a good possibility there's a problem there. But we get just as many of men, you know, with that age with the plastic radiator side tanks. You know, they're basically the radiator right. leaking. And that's also the year where some coolant issues were happening, too, in 2004, where you'd get contamination. So you, oh. you could have a bigger problem that's exposed when, when somebody looks at it, and that's going to definitely oh. lead your decision on whether fixing it or not. I see. I just keep on adding the fluid. That's what I've been doing. And it doesn't lose too much. And, you know, I add probably uh, maybe one quart. Mm-hmm. Uh, in every two months, yeah, which isn't that bad, but it's still in that in that range. It's um, it, if you're asking us as professionals what we recommend, get it checked out, and if you're going to keep driving, get it fixed. Um, you know, when you people talk about, you know, well, I'm driving a broken car, that doesn't mean the car doesn't move and doesn't run and doesn't mm-hmm. stop. Um, but there could definitely be something broken on it. There's a problem there, and it should should be repaired. Mm-hmm. We, we're sure. normally in taking care of our customers. It, most of mm-hmm. our customers don't want to have to check their coolant. They rely on us to do that. Right. Um, sure. They sure. don't want to have to add oil. They rely on us to take care of the oil leaks. So, so from our perspective, our job is to keep you or any of our other customers from having to worry or deal with these kind of problems. That's what we're here for. Yep. So yeah, that that would be my recommendation is is have a professional take yeah. care of it. That's the greatest recommendation I've ever had. <laughs> you guys are the best, you know. Thank you for your help. Hey, thanks for and the call. With your shop to come in. There you go. Give us a call. Thank you. Yeah. Have a Thank great you. Week. Con- a great congr- congratulations on your son. Yeah. The, the, the only son. the only the only criticism I have is he should have given you a better car. <laughs> no, he he has given me a lot of cars. Okay, even Passat, like Keith, I, we bought a car from Keith one time. It was a Camry. Keith, the guy who just yeah, yeah. Keith's a good guy. Keith's great. Yes, I know him. Good. I know him. My wife knows him, and he sold us a nice Camry long time ago. And they've been around for a long time. I've been in Birmingham for fifty years, and he's been around for a while. It's many a small years. town, everybody. Yeah, everybody it's always, knows each. It's always neat when we can have a famous person call in like Keith. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a great day. All right, thank you. You have a great day. All right, we're going to take another little break. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive. Want to win big? We're celebrating 50 years at Barron. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. And I'm Brad Barron, fourth generation here at Barron. I'll never forget the tools in Dad's garage and the paperwork on Mom's table as our home became the beginnings of Barron Heating. Our humble start grew into the Barron of today, serving five counties and providing careers for over 200 families. Since 1972, customers have been the heart of our business. And today, those family values are put into every job we do. We love this community and want to celebrate with savings on solar, generators, plumbing, air duct cleaning, and more. 
Plus, save 20% on services like annual maintenance as a Silver Shield member. And five people will win 5,000 Baron Bucks towards any Baron service or installation. Book through November 30th to be entered to win. From all of us at Baron, thank you. We look forward to serving you for the next 50 years. Baron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BaronHeating.com for details. Do you have a lawnmower, a tractor, construction equipment? If so, you need to visit Meridian Equipment in Laurel. Meridian Equipment is a family business that services and sells all makes and models of agricultural, construction, and material handling equipment. They have the oils, fluids, and hardware that you need. Need a battery? They stock Interstate and Optima batteries for everything from heavy-duty off-road to lawn and garden. Meridian Equipment, open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till noon on Guide Meridian in Laurel. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG1170.com. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. We'd love to hear from you. Time for another call or two. And we've got Barbara on the line. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. And I want to thank you all for all the good that you're doing for us. We just started going to Steve at the Panacea, and we're very pleased. Good. I I have a question. Could you tell me one more time the name of the upholstery person that this other gentleman used? <laughs> it's I it's quite get it. Navarre. Um, I didn't write down the. It's N. I, I think it was N O three. N O. Call me at the shop Monday. Call. Okay. This is Dan from Bellingham Automotive. All of my oh, guys okay. have his card, so. Um, I will call you. Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. I'll just call you on Monday. Yep. Yep. We can give you the number again. Okay. Thanks you so got much. It. Thank you. Yeah, and I should yeah, probably have uh, you send me some of those cards, Dan. Yeah, yeah, we keep them. Um, I had him give us a bunch. Yeah, next next time he, next time he's up, send him over to say hi. I will. Eventually, he's going to be too busy to do work for you. I know. I see. If I share him, <laughs> then we don't get his stuff done. That's all right. You know, with that, just like with Keith calling and the relationship that that we've had with the radio guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, over the years and industry wide through the Automotive Service Association or now the Northwest Auto Carolines. Carolines. Um with the our local industry trade group is having that information and using each other as resources. Mm-hmm. We, we get to stand on each other's shoulders to look taller at times. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, when we started, we were talking about these integrated power modules. Yeah, and the the problems we've we've seen with some of those, and and the the lights with uh, with LED lights and and HID high intensity discharge aftermarket lights, the strange problems we've seen with vehicles. And I I know it's cool to have the the brighter lights or different color lights or the LED mm-hmm. lights and the low power draw and all the things that go with them. 
But with the electronically controlled vehicles and, and some of the way these systems work and communicate with each other, um, we've just seen so many problems that, that I've, I've gotten to the point of just recommending against it and trying to keep the, the lights and those things stocked because we just don't yeah. see problems with them. No, and I understand wanting to customize your car and have the LED lights and everything else. Um, and, and if you're going to be tinker on your own car and want to deal with those issues, great. Um, with most of our customers, we've just run into so many problems with them that yeah. they're happier having them work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Better to have them than have them super bright. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk more about that, but we do have another call. We'll get them on here and uh, might have to keep some of this topic over for another week. Yeah. We've got uh, Roger on the line here. What can we do for you, Roger? Hey, good morning. Roger here from Bellingham. Hey, I've got a uh, 2006 GMC Canyon and appears to have a no crank, no start situation, uh, very intermittent. And then one day it even quit in the middle of an intersection. And typically if I start fooling around with the key and sit there for a few minutes and, you know, get all panicked and all that, it'll start up again. So it's never left me stranded, but kind of afraid to drive it now because I don't know when it's going to completely quit on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, lack, it, lacking confidence in a car is not a good place to, no. to be. So you're, you, you, the only thing you're messing with when you're stopped is the ignition. That is correct. Yeah, and I kind of flick it on, flick it off. Um, again, most of the, I think the three or four times that it's happened, it's been, you know, if the engine's off, I'm doing errands and I come back and try to start it up and it won't start. But the one time it was just, you know, I was just driving and right in the middle of an intersection and it just totally quit. But I, I turned the key and the, you know, the lights all flash and, you know, the bells ding and all that, but, uh, it's just no crank whatsoever. And again, uh, start messing around with stuff and flicking it on and off. And, you know, after a bit of time, it it goes. And, you know, reading on the Internet, it looks like there's something called a pass lock. Pass lock, yeah. Pass lock deal or something like that. But anyway. Well, I guess, first of all, I I try not to overthink this stuff. I mean, you're right on the money with a pass lock system can cause these symptoms. Like, number one, do you have an extra key? You know, I do have an extra key, and I tried – uh, that, you know, just changing keys mm-hmm. and, uh, it happened again. It, so. Yeah. I, th- I think that that era, there's a good chance that the pass lock sensor and the it's anti-theft the portion. Yeah. As part of the ignition lock cylinder. Um, uh-huh. so the, the engine not wanting to crank or start initially, if you have that situation and it's a pass lock problem, you should have the security light. Yeah, the security light, the key flashing on the instrument cluster. I think GM might have used a green key symbol back then. Um, okay. Now, normally the pass lock system won't cause the car to stall once you're driving. That's right. considered a safety flaw, um, even for an anti theft system. So it'll stop you from starting or stop you from running. But once mm-hmm. you're going, they normally won't stop you from continuing, um, mm-hmm. you know, for fear of, like, stalling in an intersection or something along those right, lines. Right, right. Making yeah. a turn yeah. and stalling in the middle of traffic. So so there could be a problem with the pass lock system keeping it from starting. That shouldn't cause it to stall. Um, but those lock cylinders sometimes do have issues with the pass lock sensor. You mm-hmm. could have an ignition switch problem. You could have two unrelated issues, you one could. causing the stalling oh. and one causing it not to start. 
Um, okay. Are you are you getting any kind of check engine lights on this truck? The check engine light, well, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but the check engine light has been on for quite well, a while. It's always on. It's always on. <laughs> always on. The because, little red light that cried wolf. Why is it on? Well, I believe it's on, number one. Uh, it's got that I-5 engine, and it misses a little bit. And number two, um, right now the um, fuel gauge is not working at all, so I, oh, I yeah. presume the sensor. So I just kind of fill it up and put the trip odometer back to zero. When I get to 200 miles, I fill it up gotcha. again. So. Well, I will tell you, when that light is on, you're not catching anything new. So it might be worth getting it scanned again and see what new has cropped up in there. It might be giving you a lead. Word to the wise. Okay. Thanks for listening. You've been in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive. We'll see you next week.